call me your host or your friend until the bitter end critiquing time we shall spend this is intend to recommend intend to recommend hello everybody and welcome back to intend to recommend this is the section of the podcast where i will recommend a show that I just finished or tell you not to go see it, you know, one of those if you've been listening thus far. I usually uh, don't end up watching shows that I don't like myself, so if you're looking for bad reviews, I'll probably have to do some other type of segment of this show so that you can hear me shit on things, because some people, some people like when people shit on things, and I, you know, I don't shit on a lot of stuff. I should probably start Maybe I'd be more popular. Anyways, uh, <laughs> on today's episode, we are going over uh, Disenchantment. It's a new Netflix series brought to you by the creators of The Simpsons and Futurama. Uh, whereas The Simpsons is like present day in Springfield in America, Futurama is like the futuristic version of uh, of the world, I would assume. And uh, and Disenchantment is the medieval timesy esque version of this uh, universe, this reality. Um, I, I always call him Matt Goring, and my buddy Max laughs at me. I know that's not how you pronounce it, but the creator of this show has really hit a, a really wonderful stride at this point in the, uh, his career. I was a big Simpsons fan growing up, um, like not a diehard one, but enough enough where it counts. And um, uh, admittedly, I haven't watched I haven't watched any of the newer seasons. I haven't caught up. For the last couple years, a, a while actually, but from everybody and their mother that I hear from, I hear that the show's kind of gone down the pooper. You know, they're they're calling back to old stuff and kind of relying on just your love of the characters in the show to to keep the momentum of it going. But that's to me super understandable, seeing as it's one of the only institutions on television that have been going for. 30 years so or or close to and so i assume that after you know i would i would think that after 10 years that you'd lose all the the vigor and magic to be able to to create something or you know this this world this universe but uh yet that still continues i watched futurama i was a bigger fan of futurama than i was the simpsons uh they really hit a wonderful stride with that really made their mark uh because because you know you can really uh, understand the value of a show whenever you uh, it, it's like it's cancelled and then reignited and then cancelled again and then the fans bring it back and, and Futurama is just one of those great things that you know uh, kept on kicking even after death um, and then we get to Disenchantment the third chapter in this uh, you know uh, episodic this series of, of uh, Matt groaning or goring or whatever <laughs> however the fuck you say his name um but but it's it's an awesome show it's really good i had a lot of uh doubts and i had a lot of stipulations because it was like oh netflix they're super popular they're just trying to buy out everything that people are interested in the simpsons is a big institution they netflix wants their own version of the simpsons i get it and um I just, I guess I assumed it was going to be bad and lackluster just because I thought that they were going to kind of go with the same formula. You know, like I like, I like Family Guy and I like American Dad and then the Cleveland show happened and like, 
you know, there's a, it's kind of weird. I would I would always assume just like the third rung of a ladder in this universe would be uh, not as not as quality, not as good, but it's actually quite the opposite. It's astounding. I, I well, maybe astounding is a huge word, but but it's it's ten times better than I thought or expected it to be. Uh, I was originally drawn to the show because I'm a huge Eric Andre fan. Um, and he did not, uh, he did not prove me wrong. Eric Andre is like the greatest, <laughs> he's like the greatest part of the show. Um, but, uh, and then I was totally blown away and surprised. Uh, there's like a newcomer, um, I think his name is Nat Faxon or something like that. He's the guy who voices Elfo. Uh, him and his partnership as being the main three characters, him, but him and, and uh, Eric Andre's character, Lucy, specifically, are really, to me, like the draw of the show. Um, you got the guy who voiced Bender. I think his name's Joe DiMaggio. Um, probably wrong on that. But but he plays the king, and, and at first he was making a very distinct vocal choice that I thought was kind of just uh, uh, phoning it in. But eventually, even just by episode one, I'm drawn in enough to understand that it's a very great choice. And and just I don't know it's just it out of out of all the pros and cons of this show I would say I would say the biggest pro is the voice cast they really took time and attention to develop these really cool funny wacky kooky you know nonsensical characters and really just bring it together it was funny because I I just finished up to the end of the seventh season of Game of Thrones and then immediately after Game of Thrones I watched Disenchantment so it was kind of weird to see like the farcical funny cartoon side of like the same type of world you know the medieval stuff and the, everybody's trying to screw everybody over and keeping a crown and all that it was just really it's really great it's basically like attacking uh what's famous in pop culture within those medieval shows and those worlds and that kind of stuff. But it also has like a lot of stuff, a lot of references from current present day pop culture that like doesn't even fit weirdly into it, just fits perfectly there. You know, the writing's really great. They'll do a lot of um awesome visual gags, like you know how in Bob's Burgers there's uh like in the opening credits there's that like first sale building next to their shop every single time in the beginning opening credits of every single episode it'll be like some new shop came in and rented it out and it's like some punny name like whatever pest control or blah 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 you know magicians something that sells top hats but it was just like visual gags puns and all that kind of stuff are just layered throughout this thing you'll just walk through this town of dreamland and 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 walk by some shop i think the best one that i saw was uh it was a an apothecary poison shop called Little Caesars. No, 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 Little Ce Little Seizures. That's why it's so funny because it's uh, when you just try to say it, it just comes out as the thing. But um, but no, it's just like they have so many little tiny Easter eggs as far as like jokes in the background and and they've really created an an awesome memorable world that I look to see way more of. There's ten episodes to the first season, um, all available on Netflix right now and. And it's totally worth your time. I, I will admittedly say that the first, I'd say about the first five minutes I could go without. I hated the first five minutes of episode one. Because it, there's always, I think I was still judgmental in my head and there's a lot of pressure in the beginning of pilot episode to really have people become invested in a world. And so is this this, I, I, I don't know. The, jury was, the jury's out on the first five minutes because it wasn't until the introduction of Elfo that 
the show from that point till the end was just hit, 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 joke, 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 you know. And um, yeah, the first the first five minutes is definitely. I'm just gonna warn you now. It's it's hard to get through. The writing's really bad. You know, it's it's setting up your characters in the world, but you know the the um, I think the main actress um, who plays Bean, her name's Abby Johnson. She's uh, uh, the uh, second half of uh, Broad City, the Broad City Chicks. Um, she's really fine and talented. Um, she she gets a couple good jokes, but she's not really the main selling point of the show. And something interesting that I, I wanted to note on is like, even though it's a comedy and all these other kind of things, I it's, it's really tapping into like the millennial... 20-year-olds, you know, uh, early 30 kind of uh, sensibility because I I feel like there's... I'd have to explore it again, rewatch it, or I'd have to wait until season two comes out to justify my belief. But I think there's like this latent alcoholism theme within the thing because the, the main three characters um, of being Lucy and Elfo always like in every episode are just drinking or are drunk or like constantly and and she's just young and and figuring out life and you know she doesn't want to be in this kingdom and you know kind of um the sob story of like oh man I don't want to you know go out and do this cuz I'm even though she's surrounded by money she's not thankful for what she has in comparison to whatever else and I guess she uh attributes all her inner inner pain with drinking or something like that but it was really interesting to see this like comedy really really attack uh alcohol use and and that and and you know maybe maybe while you guys are watching it you can you can just um take note of that but there's just something so awesome about this world that I was super surprised by uh, Elfo specifically, like I, I, I saw that it was like, to me, an unknown, probably comedian or something, um, that I was just like, oh, whatever, and, and he gets introduced, and you're just like, oh, he's just gonna be this generic, nice guy elf character, but he really, like, his innocence is key to, to comedy in, in a lot of the bits of this show, like, he is just so, just co completely swept the rug from under my feet, surprised the hell out of me, so... So definitely, uh, definitely check it out if you're uh, a big fan of the Simpsons universe and and that style. I like, I love the cartoon style that they do. Their their creature design or the way that they made this medieval world was really fun and nice. Um, I you know I, I I don't like it's like it's like when American Dad came out. I was judgmental because I was like, oh, it looks exactly like Family Guy. They must not be doing a lot there. But I ended up loving American Dad more than Family Guy. Even it's just that that specific creator's style, and if the style works, like don't if it works, don't fix it, you know. So, um, so in general, I guess we're at the ratings portion of this. I would say I will give the first season of uh, Disenchantment a I'll give it a seven out of ten. It was a really it was it was above passing. It was really well done. Completely subverted my expectations. Uh, it wasn't a perfect show. Not every joke hits, obviously, but um, but it was just really it was just really well done. And I can't, I there there are ten million times more pros than I can even think of cons. I think the only cons that I can think of is like the first five minutes of the first episode is just boring as hell and useless, and then after that, I can't, I can't even think. There's like, and they even set up a lot of cool stuff. 
um, for the coming, because you know there's going to be a season two. It's Netflix, and they're kind of self-funded at this point. So even if something doesn't go across well or isn't super popular, they can still pound out however many seasons of whatever they want. And so, um, and this is actually a good show. So good shows on Netflix get get new seasons. So I'm I'm just predicting that this is going to have more episodes. They set something up at the end of the the uh, first season that was really nice that leads you to want to see more. In general, I want to see these characters more, and I think you guys will too. So, um, so if you guys have any, um, if you guys have any like uh, opinions or questions or anything like that, you can uh, download the Anchor app and record a message and send it in. I'll play it on the show next time, and we can discuss things more. Um, other than that, you can find us on Rambling Drifter Podcast on Instagram. That's our only social media. And uh, I think we have a Facebook page too, but you know what? Instagram Business Tools makes you, like, makes you create a Facebook page for whatever you're trying to businessify, businessify, uh, on, on Instagram. So I, I believe there's a Rambling Drifter Podcast, uh, Facebook page as well, but I just did it because that was the only way to business businessfy businessify my uh, Instagram page. So uh, if you want to if you want to start following us on Facebook too, I guess you can there. But I'm really not gonna. Everything on Instagram is the same as it's gonna be on Facebook. So there's really no point. Just follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends. Tell your kids. Maybe your kids shouldn't listen to me. I'm very you know loose with my lips. It's not a sexual thing. It's just like I I can I know I'm I cuss like a sailor. So most of the time I would assume that I'm not. Good for your children. Anyways, uh, thanks thanks for coming around the bend uh, this time again. And uh, I look forward to, to speaking to you guys more. I'm actually uh, getting on a plane tonight and going back to uh, my hometown in Pennsylvania. Woo-woo, Harrisburg. Um, for the next 15 days on a family vacation. I haven't, I haven't gone on family vacation in like four years. So I get to reconnect with the people that are my blood. So uh, because of this, I won't be doing any more podcasts or posting or anything until after like September 10th when I return. So um, until then, I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing and, uh, and I'll talk to you soon.